Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my saying goodbye to 2023 co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is every album ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's usually a new discography prep episode, except for the end of the god dang year, where that's- we do a nice little recap of everything that we've experienced this year. The, the need that all the new albums that have come out that are it's, good. It's my favorite thing to do because it's just different uh it's just positive stuff that we liked yep. and yeah it's all st- no begrudgingly done discographies full of albums in yeah. 98 that were not good that we're forced <laughs> to listen to and talk about you know, this is just the stuff from this year that that stuck out to us and since we started doing the ea singles episodes a little already- a little more topical way more yeah so Already, we're going in with like a ton of albums under our belt, already mm-hmm. familiar. And uh, to give a, a little teaser out the gate, uh, 90% of my list is albums that we've talked about in previous episodes. I might have a like 50-50 thing. I was, I was like, you know, maybe I should have more from other albums, but I, I listened to like a bunch more and I was just... I, I did send you a bunch. You so. did. You did yeah. also. And there's a lot of good albums that came out this year and a lot of them were like... This is really fucking good. This is really good. But do I like it more than this one? And Mm -hmm. the answer is not quite as much. This is a beast, a beast of a year. Yes. This was a phenomenal year for me. It was, this was out of all of you done. This is our fifth year end episode. This is, oh, this one I've had the most trouble picking an album of the year. The, The most trouble picking the list was the fucking toughest out of all the years. An embarrassment of riches this year. And also, since we're 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 gushing about how how good the year 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 was for music, we're doing one other thing that we've not done in the past. We're finally ranking them. We're yes. actually ranking and I've said in the past, I fucking hate ranking albums because like, how could you say this album is better than that album when this one does this and it's all subjective? When when I say ranking, for me at least, Mm -hmm. it's maybe this album, maybe my number fucking eight is a better album than my number three, but number three stuck with me more. I listen to it more. I feel more, it's more personal to me and I enjoy it for whatever goofy reason. I just happen to like it. It's it's essentially a list of personal favorites if we're going to follow the format of the show. Yeah. So I'm not, and and a lot of my uh, honorable mentions destroyed me not to include on the list. Like, they hurt not to include on the list. And I'm upset that I, that, that there wasn't enough spots. I, I had to be talked down off a few things. <laughs> you uh, wanted to put, you want to have 12 and you're like, no, I'll, I'll do 12, but still 10. <laughs> I don't still know what you mean, but I'm waiting. And I'm like, it's going to be 11. And then Mike wants order. And I'm like, no, this isn't Highlander. There can you know, we, we are in an award show. Our no. names are on the podcast. We can we can do what we will. We can do what we, we want. Uh, <laughs> but I I am a, I am curious. I was I was excited about ranking them because uh, I, surpri- surprisingly this kind of like fell in in line. We, every from top to bottom, everything about this episode was difficult for me. Yeah. Ranking them was hard. Picking narrowing down the albums was hard. Picking an album of the year was hard. Mm-hmm. All of it was difficult. But in the end. I'm I'm pretty satisfied with my list. I feel weirdly complete so with do, my album of the year. So do I. When I went to like see like okay, did we miss anything? I was like, we did a 
pretty fucking good job this year. I think we did a great job. Yeah. Check out all those. Fuck- We're going to be citing a lot and referencing a lot of episodes that we've already done. So please check those all out because we... Um, Obviously, we're not going to go into the crazy detail that we did on the full episode. Yeah, some we, may be more more brief. This because we we have these points of references you can go check out or, or full fillings on them. So yeah, we're not going to be like repeating everything that we you've said already, um, but we will give a, a nice little synopsis. And yeah, this is it's such a good year for music, and it's such a varied and diverse diverse year. And almost a theme of the year is just. Uh, genre blending. I feel like every year the genre blending with these artists it gets more and more profound. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what. Well, I, I think there's some random themes, but I think they're just for me personally. I can't say like really how so. I think there's this <clears throat> things I gravitated towards that I that I haven't in other years or like. I think yeah, previous years I've I've felt like this overall theme or 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 tone, but this is uh yeah, a l- little all over the place. It's all over the place. I I found very little things in common with all my picks. I mean, there's things in common. There's a lot of like overlapping with styles, I I suppose in in, in many ways, but I don't see any through line uh the way yeah. in past years um which i like i like that, that there's it's just unpredictable there's all kinds of shit it's mm-hmm. so good also i think when the stew there's more things in the stew so it's harder to find that that through line yeah and but still we're we're just fucking we're just playing with you at this point because we're just right. taking our time yeah so this is the format. We're going to each give our albums of the year. Alice oh. is going to, going to go first. Well, we'll do honorables. Honorable mentions. My bad. Already fucked up. Don't know what I'm talking about. Honorable mentions out the gate for each of us. Then Alex's album of the year. Then my album of the year. And then counting down yeah. from 10 all the way to our, basically our first runner up. Yeah. So it's still, we're still ranking them, but album of the year, it just trumps all. It's the, it's the emperor of the year for us. Mm-hmm. And then our list is still going to be like, which ones we preferred in mm-hmm. order and whichever whatever reasons we have and some of them are going to be fucking stupid for me but I, yes but uh please let's uh okay my honorable mentions aesop rock integrated tech solutions uh little los angeles black metal band called agriculture self-titled billy woods map uh, wednesday rat saw god paramore this is why mutoid man mutants big brave nature more oh yeah yeah nature more uh, Marty Stern, like total flashback. Uh, that's not the album. The album's Comeback Kid. And then uh, Danny Brown's Qu- 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 Quantana. Uh, Qu- Qu- Hold on. I can read it. It's it's a made up word. I'm not good with those. I'm not even good with normal words. That's uh Oh, come on. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Danny Brown. <laughs> I, I typed in Danny Brown discography and I got a fucking anthology. Oh. Right there, right There's there. Quarantana, Quarantana, quit Quarant, Quaranta, Quaranta. Yes, Quaranta. Those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ, that word broke me. My honorable mentions: uh, La Fleur by Paul B. Cutler. He's uh, the uh, original member of Forty Five Grave, an old death rock band, and he went. He was in some stuff. This was sent to uh, sent to me by a patron, and uh, he went silent for years and they just came out of nowhere with the solo album way better than I could have expected. Like it's punky, but it's really unique. It's got a lot of diversity. It's dark. It's heavy. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
self-titled by Agriculture. No idea who the band was. Fucking phenomenal. So goddamn good. I'm so glad you liked them. It pained me not to put it on the list, but it's fucking great. Uh, the Girls Crying in a Latte by Sparks. We did a whole episode on that. Check out that episode. That almost made my honorable mention. It's so... There's such a fun album. I might that, as well... Fuck it. It's on my honorable Fuck it. It's yeah. there. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say the whole name because no one in the world can say it. Pedro Dragonic Apocalypse by King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. My first King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard album. Mm-hmm. I since gone in and like dabbled around in other stuff. They're very fucking crazy. But they put out like... They have... they. First album was what 2011, and they and they have now have 28 albums, two to three albums a year. Fucking fuck you, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's a great album. It's a great album. Uh, Land of Sleeper by Pigs, 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 or Pigs Times Seven. Uh, Save by Reverend Crystal, Crystal Michael Hater. Did oh, not, breaking news, everybody. It, oh, wow. Kristen Hater did not make my list. Wow. I know. But it's still a great album. Check out that episode we did on it. It's still a great album. I know people are, are throwing tables, flipping chairs. Just check out the episode. <laughs> uh, DC Special by Scream, which we just did an episode on last week. Go check that one out. Uh, hurt me not to put that one on the list. I really did like that album a lot. Fat Chance by Mr. Flies. Killed me not to put it on the list. Such a fucking good album. Check out the episode we did on it. Uh, this one hurt me probably the most not to put on my list. Mm-hmm. Hack of the Year by Dale Hollow. Mm. I want to talk about this fucking album for so long. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it at some point. But uh, Country Western fucking... Just Google it. Dale Go- Hollow, Hack of the Year. Google him. So fucking good. Uh, but now that we got our honorable mentions out of the way. Yes. Drum roll for Alex's album of the year 2023. So I would say ever since about September, October, there's a war raging in me. The war, really? For the number one spot. Yes. And I'm like, do I go with with kings like that i know deserve this spot right do i go for the scrappy criminally underrated and like i said this is not highlander you gotta follow your heart baby i i know this might drive you crazy i have a tie for my album Come of the year on. i don't give a fuck i just jeweled it myself i spit all over myself i don't give a fuck <laughs> I, I'm, it, I'm oh doing a, shit i'm doing a tie I'm Holy, doing. That's a killer shirt. <laughs> it's a killer shirt. I'm doing. Let me do nine three six nine six by, by liturgy, liturgy by liturgy and Baroness of Stone and Baroness of Stone tied for your album of the year. Yes. What are you doing, to me man? <laughs> I I knew it was gonna drive you crazy. You can't have a tie album of the year. What's happening? I just did it. I don't give a fuck. This is partially my show. I I just I fucking can't I fucking can't I love both these albums <laughs> so much and when I saw I saw both of them live this year and after I saw Baroness live I knew immediately is going to be a tie I'm not going to pick <laughs> you son of a bitch I don't care and it worked out you need to kill one of your babies dude no no I'm not doing that it's all love it's all love <laughs> King and Queen, <laughs> Baroness, Liturgy. I'm I'm not picking. I I don't do it lightly. I'm not going to be doing this every year. I got spit everywhere. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing it every year. Just this year. <laughs> Holy shit! So, I uh, well, we were going to play the beginning of this song. But it's like, here, here. All right. Again, let's let's start with the. Uh, fucking... Let's start with Baroness. Okay. All right. 
This is like some of the most frantic riffs they've recorded. Um, John and Gina, the guitar players, are like fucking locked in. They sure. Are, they are like in the movie Pacific Rim. They are they are controlling one giant robot. Yeah. Uh, they're synced up. Rhythm section of um shit. Of Joe and Thompson. Yeah. Just machines. It's kind of easy to overlook them because like what John and Gina are doing is just so It's prominent as fuck. It's prominent, it's so beautiful. The guitar the harmonies are on point. Oh yeah. It's literally so we don't uh we saw your analysis over the music. Yeah. Uh, it is. So let's, let's start with stone then. Uh, stone is absolutely on my list. It's yes. absolutely on my list. There's no way it's not going to be on our list. Yes. Check out the full episode that we did on it. It's incredible. Please go on. Um, I love, I love the juxtaposition on this album, what you get with uh, John's artwork too, yeah. where it's this, these beautiful, beautiful things, but also really like really dark i think shine is a a great depression of that um i love the descriptions of shadows of shooting stars and boiling angels listening to the ocean it's just it's so full and i love the through line of embers the dirge and bloom just tying the album together just gina like coming into her own like (laughs) really strong lyrics on bloom i god that song's so fucking good yeah like they're all pretty much the same song but bloom the lyrics are the strongest it's the most it's the longest and yeah just the band doing like new things like look no further than like beneath the rose where he's kind of talking and it's unsettling and he's like almost there's a very like almost like claustrophobic feel to it. And then you get the big like Baroness releases and yeah, I, you know, I put, I've had golden gray on my list in 2019. That was your album of the year for gold. Yeah. 2019. And I just, I love, I love it. I love this too much to (laughs) like, fuck (laughs) the passion. I I love the, you're exuding passion right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I love this album quite a bit. Only song I have a problem with is, is Shine. Um, just because it just it just sort of blends in with the rest of me. It doesn't stand out the way a lot of the others do. Mm-hmm. But goddamn. Uh, so I guess we can start with... I mean, we don't have to dive too much into it because we did a whole... Ep- we did a, yeah. a beefy episode yeah. on it. But Beneath the Rose, I mean, again, like I said in the episode, it's like it's not like spoken word vocals over heavy music is a brand new thing. But... It, They've never done it, and it, they do it their own way. It's new for Baroness. It's new for Baroness, and, and it feels different. I just love the like the way he delivers the word "knocking." It's just yeah, knocking. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very good. Fuck. It's really good. And uh, and yeah, I also like. I don't think the bands ever sound better live, which is crazy because they've always sounded amazing oh, i'm so bummed i didn't see them in the snack store agriculture opened up for them too oh so. jesus christ uh talk that's, to, that's why i recognize the name because they were that's that's who they're yeah they're opening talked a little bit with some of the people in agriculture and they are very nice people and ah, yeah. i can't believe they're from la oh yeah that's 
That's odd. Uh, and yeah, you touched on the dirge a little bit, which is like, yeah, it's only a, a transition track. It's only a minute long, but fuck it. It's just heart wrenching and beautiful. And even like the, you know, the lo-fi thing that they're doing on it, um, mm-hmm. with production, it, it fits very nicely. Uh, Anodyne is just the heaviest they've been in so fucking long. Uh, it just feel it's it's a, fantastic, um, and then I mean, what what the fuck isn't great here? I mean, it's a fantastic album. Yes, uh, and then Bloom I think is uh, easily one of the best songs of the year. Um, I'm gonna be saying that a lot. Yes. Like one of the best songs of the year. Yes, and that that one really stuck with me quite a bit. I when I say I try to prefer, I'll be like, this is the most heartbreaking song of 2023, yeah. or this is the most yeah. Wonderful. It's so fucking good. It, it's so they've done plenty of somber stuff and like soft acoustic stuff and will, you know, emotional, but there's something about that one just feels super realized and mature. And it, and it uh, you could show it to fucking anybody and it's, yeah, it's man, so this should good. be like, yeah, this should be ushering in all sorts of new metal heads. I, I don't know what the status is in the overall landscape of things, but I mean, cause it's, it's, first of all, it has, like 76 on Metacritic. I see a lot of eights, some perfect scores, but a lot of like, there's a pitchfork gave it a 6.2. Go fuck yourselves. You guys have, of course they did. They don't know. They don't know anything. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. How consistently you can be shitty about something and bad about something. And then that's, Oh my God. Cause it's, it's phenomenal. Cause not only are they doing stuff like bloom and, and not to mention all the guitar money stuff on the rest of the stuff where it's just really beautiful. And it's really, uh, texture rich and and i don't know it's just produced very finely but then also when they go hard they are heavier than they've been since like the debut yeah like and i would say they even maybe the songs aren't as proggy prog metal as red but the the production and the style is chunkier and heavier than that album yes they yeah they've somehow managed to like like if it was a food, they somehow managed to serve us a familiar dish that is also new and exciting. I felt like that with basically every album, but what makes this one different, especially listening to it after we've did the episode and going mm-hmm. back to it, uh, that I've kind of appreciated way more now than I did even when we first heard it. Because Golden Grey felt like a huge departure from Purple, like a huge yeah. departure, and this feels like a pretty fucking big departure from Golden Grey. Yeah, uh, and it's a, it's in a much more uh, like balanced where Golden Grey was very ethereal and spacey and psychedelic. That was like that was like a big piece of art, which is great, and it has its own place. But this is just like. Man, not an ounce of fat on this album. It's just a, a collection of bangers, essentially. Uh, and I think that's, I mean, it's easily one of the best fucking albums of the year. It's its your, it's one of your albums of the year and it's on my list. Yeah. Now for your second album of the year, Alex. This is Liturgies <laughs> 93696. Also on my list. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> That fucking guitar line has been stuck with me for a while now. No, again, nobody is fucking doing this. I don't even know if we knew Albini produced it when we talked about it. I did not know that. What? What? 
putting children's toys in their in their black metal songs. Yeah. Hunter is. Fuck man. Just the tone of that. It sounds like a tape being sped up. It's fucking awesome. She is a a fucking wizard on the guitar. This is already one of the most batshit black metal songs ever, and the whole album is full of shit. It's... it's... so crazy. Wow. And Dude, yeah. Yeah, there's so much there. Check out our full episode on this album. Um, so yeah, it's my little synopsis about this is it's, it's an album steeped in spirituality, mythology, transcendent lyrics. Maybe even lyrics about her process of, you know, being a trans woman. Um, there's this, there's never going to be another black album like this. Not even from black metal album or sorry. Yeah. Black metal. Album. Not even from liturgy. I don't think like, yeah, they have very similar through lines throughout their albums, but this is like, this is nuts. They're to me, they're they should be having a bigger moment. Um, this is like bananas. Lots of people think it's too much. You should listen to it in halves. You should. I think you should, and this is on my list, but that's one of the reasons why like if I if I'm in home, I have listened to it start to finish at home. Obviously in the car it's gonna get broken. Oh up, yeah. But at home, I have listened to it start to finish so many times. You're out of your fucking mind. So this is one of the most intensive, exhausting albums of Re- the year. Real quick, also, engineer uh, Seth Manchester. What a fucking crazy... Oh, yeah, I didn't know he did that. Engine, yeah, that's like, the man, Kristen Hader. Um, that guy... Oh, he mixed it. He, yeah, that guy is on a roll working with people just pushing extreme music into interesting directions. The dude is is got good work, for yeah. sure. Uh, this... Um, it, it's unlike any black metal album I can think of. It I've only heard one other liturgy album, and it definitely didn't sound nearly as incredible as this. It mm-hmm. was a good album, but it's nothing like this. Uh, I the, the, the through line that kept me hooked to this one is the really pentatonic, like Asian sounding melodies, mm. which is like really unusual for this extremely, extremely gut wrenching black metal. Yeah, it, it makes it feel almost more creepy and sinister that it's this Asian melodies playing with this fucking brutality. It's, it's so crazy too. the, like there are these angel of tracks, different, you know, things that kind of help you like catch your breath throughout the album. And they're all little spacers. Yeah. Yeah. They're all beautiful and unique. And like, um, I watched a video of someone breaking down liturgy's guitar riffs if you want to call them that yeah and he's like you can't think about it in like measures you have to like break them into like a b c and so in this one they'll go like a a b and then like b b c and it's just like i've i'm like in awe and i think even if you're not a music nerd you feel like how insane and overwhelming this is. And if you're a fan of extreme music, 
like how unique it is. This is one of the most unique albums. One of the most unique metal albums ever made. It's one of the craziest. Uh, the length fucking hurts it for me so much more than I hoped it would. Yeah. Because I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is brilliant. Like fucking brilliant. Like I, nothing's ever been done like this. And then by Antigon 2, I'm like, okay, dude, I get it. <laughs> fucking sure. It's a cool that, song on its own, but, but at that, it's a that's 14. Pretty, that's pretty good. You're almost done. It's, it, <laughs> it's a 14 minute song at the end, at the end of an hour and 20 minute album. It's a lot. It's, I think as like a pacing standpoint, it could have been trimmed. Uh, and that's just how I feel in my soul, despite the fact that the songs are basically genius stuff. Perfect as is. I, just, I don't think perfect, but I think it's fucking incredible. Don't change a thing. <laughs> change a thing. Change a thing. I've gone back and listened to their discography. And like I said, I, I noticed similarities in the uh, now, like having a, a more full picture. And yeah, to me, this is like, man. I don't know how they're going to top it. I'm scared, but I, I believe, I believe in them. Well, the one thing that, that does worry me quite a bit because we, we saw them some months back. You lose a lot of stuff live. You lose almost everything that makes this brilliant. Yeah. Not, they're a good live band. They're a great live band. I'm not, gonna, not trying to knock them as a live band, but they can't, I, I don't think they actually, they're capable of recreating like a good 60% of the stuff that's on this album. You know, I'm going to say that if they uh, if they had more money, if they had like an orchestra, so let's not go that far yet. Let's just say a dedicated sampler man and a sound okay. person okay. or something, because the there's so they're a good band live, but live, they're just a black metal band. They're yeah. just a black metal band with cool black metal songs. Mm -hmm. This is a, an experience The the transition tracks, the crazy glitching CD skipping effects in the songs, the weird random hip hop sections thrown in fucking out of nowhere on, on the, on the opener. You don't get them. You don't get any of that. You don't get the, the crazy, uh, uh, instrument instrument textures the, the acoustic stuff you don't get the obviously the string sections you don't get the harps you don't get the crazy uh choirs there's so much on here that makes it fucking brilliant that we that i think that's why they're not blowing up it's because they can't recreate that live yeah i just you know i chalk it up to one of those things where i've accepted you know bands live and on albums are totally different like it's great if they sound if they can capture that sound of the album live, but um, especially a, a smaller band like this. Um, and yeah, it's not like, it's not like they're a new band. They've been around for a while. Yeah. So uh, yeah, fucking love it. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's one that I, in my heart of hearts could not ju justifiably leave off the list. Yeah. It's cause it's, even though I'm beaten down by the end of it and I do wish it was shorter, uh, the things that it does well, I've never been done by anybody and it's executed incredibly. It's a fucking crazy album. Life, life changing for me, obviously life changing for Alex. One of his two albums of the year, <laughs> but it worked out cause we're technically talking about 11 albums. So I'm, I'm sorry for what? If <laughs> no, no, what? I'm not sorry. Never mind. There it is. There it is. Stick I'm with not it. sorry. Stick yeah. with it. Uh, Alex's albums of the year, fucking incredible stuff. Uh, my album of the year. Oh boy. oh boy. So this is interesting to me because uh, I jumped back and forth a lot. I jumped back and forth 
We yesterday I decided fully. It was yesterday. We we did so many episodes where you're like fucking album of the. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is there? Here's, this was taken, and I I thought for a few weeks I thought I thought okay, it's between this one or this one, and then as the time went on, I'm like, all right, it, I feel like it's gonna be this one. It's probably this one. It's definitely this one. And then yesterday I was like, it's not that one. Peep fans of the show are probably not gonna be surprised, but I am surprised. The Beggar by Swans. Oh, shit. Okay. You know what? That is kind of a dark horse pick, I feel like. I wasn't expecting it, but here it is, baby. That still gives me chills, man. about this just fucking clicked with me yesterday way more than it did when I first heard it just pure and sour with death swans you know it's gonna take a while for things to change 10 hours it's gonna be it's a a lengthy song and it goes a lot of places this last line so the beggar check out our our not only all our episodes on swans but the most recent the part three is where we covered this album um our boy so, tom osmond got a, got us an advanced copy for that thank you thank you thank you so much good music i should have included this you Retro, retroactively throwing it on the honorable <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of music that came out this year and this album so we talked a lot about it uh of course, on the, on the on the main episode, and I had mixed feelings about it. I still liked it a lot, mm-hmm. but there was like parts of it that that didn't click with me. That I thought the pacing was a little, little off. Some songs just didn't land for me as, as well as others. And then, and then yesterday, I I knew I I still knew it was going to be on the list. I still knew I loved it, but I decided just like one more, just to what what it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And then everything hit way harder. Everything just resonated in such a profound way. Paradise is mine. Um, I think is easily one of the best songs of the year. It's, it's, it's probably my favorite song in the album. It's just fucking amazing in every possible way to, um, it has so much fucking range, man. It, it range in, in feel and mood. Uh, and it's a perfect follow-up and songs that like, I wasn't super crazy about, uh, uh like on the first, time I heard it or the first few times I heard it like uh, Los Angeles city of death this time fucking it just worked for me more. Mm-hmm. I, um, it just reminds me more. 
a lot of this album definitely reminded me of like the the Jarbo period, the mid period, '90s period, um, and that song is definitely one of them that reminds me of that era. Mm-hmm. And I, because of that, I was kind of mixed. It's like it reminds me of it, but it's not quite as strong as some of that stuff. And then here, it's like I don't know. It just fucking it just works now. It just makes sense in my brain more. Uh, Michael has done is another one of my fucking favorite songs of the year, and I love it more than ever. Uh, shit like unforming which i was like all right it's 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 nice and it's long and it's not super it doesn't do a whole lot but it's fine and this time I'm like i feel it i fucking <laughs> feel it more uh i it's just even even shit like no more of this where i was kind of like ah it's a little too goofy and happy for me. It, it's everything just feels right somehow like so this year was a swan's year for for me mm-hmm. i mean for us cuz we listen to so much of it this year all of it uh not not the first the first episode i think was last year oh whatever but we we did (laughs) listen to a lot this year but also it just happened where i was in life like um i visited new york for the first time uh this year and Mm -hmm. that's where they you know that's where they started um i visited berlin which is where they record and they have a lot of members spend a lot of time and it's like a lot of just overlaps of like my life and then i was also reading the the book uh where's it where does it where's it where does where's the body in no that's that's the documentary uh sacrifice transcendence is the book Mm -hmm. um it was reading the book a lot and then listening to the music a lot and it did i had to step away from all their music for a few months for to really realize how much this album is just it is my album of the year. I mean, it is so my album of the year. Uh the big giant fucking elephant in the room for the album is The Beggar Lover 3, which mm-hmm. is 44 minutes long, and it's a highly experimental piece. It's an album on its own. And I had a lot of feelings about it when I first listened to it. I was trying to dissect it like a you know, like like a long song or an album. Like, oh, this part comes in here and this part works. And this this part isn't quite as cool as that other part. And this time I abandoned all that shit and just let it wash over me as a full fucking experience. I love every goddamn <laughs> second of that 44 minute song. <laughs> oh, but a, a 70 minute black, black it's, metal. It's 82 minutes. <laughs> this album is actually much longer. This album is 121 <laughs> minutes. I'm, I'm a fucking hypocrite and a liar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just the same way for you. Yeah, with liturgy, it's just give it to me, baby. Just yeah. fucking let it. Every every second. I still don't love the memorias as a closer. I think it's uh, a little bit overkill, but it's not a bad song at all. I still dig. I still dig it. But there's just something in the the the, the spine and soul of this album mm-hmm. that. I feel so connected to it and it's, I'm also heartbroken that I, I missed them on tour this year, uh, but I believe they're coming back to LA next year and I'm going to try to fucking get on that. Guess who did see them? Thanks to Robert. Me, baby. That was Me. almost my ticket. That was almost my ticket. I was out of town, so Alex took it. Uh, but yeah, I just kept narrowly missing them. I missed them in several, I missed them in Germany. I missed them in San Francisco. I missed them in LA. I missed them everywhere, but you know, you know, miss them forever. I'm going to take a wild shot here. The 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 single Asian woman who went to the Swan show in L.A. by herself. <laughs> you know, I was too scared to do anything. You're at a concert. <laughs> but if you stumble across this this podcast, hey, hey, he's 
He's available. I was gonna let you. I was gonna let you let you enjoy the show. That's what you're there for. There it is. But I'm I'm doing my misconnection shot now. But he's <laughs> hitting on you now. So hit us up in the comments, dog. <laughs> I call I call all my love interests dog. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- this album is it's just it's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful in a, in such a painful way, and it's not like other Swans albums where it's depressing and it's morose and it's crushing. It's just, there's something really emotional and spiritual about it. It sounds so fucking hacky and blowhardy to say, but that's what it resonates with me. Like the, the title track, another one of the fucking best songs of the year. It's 10 minutes of just brooding buildup. And then when it explodes, it just, Ooh, God, it feels so fucking good. This, this is why I don't feel bad about picking two albums as one. Cause the, my two albums fitting your, your one. They technically kind of do. They actually, yeah, the length of your two albums, one of which is an absurdly long album, is the length (laughs) of this one. (laughs) Swan's albums are ridiculous. But yeah, it's like, I couldn't imagine recommending this for newbie Swan's even even for Swan's listeners. Even for me, I I gave it a once over when I was making my list and I was like, it's a good album, but it's it's swan it's swans it is swans and other things just moved me differently so this i didn't think i i loved it from the start but not not to discredit it i'm just different different point of view yeah because this is arguably one of the happier swans sounding swans albums at least with songs like ebbing which i do well it will admit that it does go on for too long mm-hmm. um like yeah, ebbing and no more of this uh, a little bit of unforming they do feel happier and there's something about that that also resonates too where it's it's not something that is cliche as like oh it has the light and the dark but it's like no it's michael jura's version of light Mm -hmm. which is like it's hopeful but you know that it took a lot of fucking pain to get there like i may have traveled through some third world countries when it was a teenager and ended up in jail which is what he did and what happened. But for this album, it's a lovely thing. And I feel it resonating through, throughout all of it. Um, and then there's stuff like, uh, why can't I have what I want anytime that I want, which feels like, like no other swan song. It's super like Eastern sounding, Middle Eastern sounding. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's still venturing out. It's still doing things that they've never done while still having the little, uh, uh, traces of the foundation of what we know as swans obviously his voice and like the intensity and the and the repetitiveness that's all still there but it's just a new direction it's a new feeling it's a new it's like a new life that he's living and you, you feel it in this album and it just it just hit me hard ah uh, there you go hell yeah so check out the all three episodes on swans but all f- yeah all three all three and then part three is yeah obviously obviously where we cover this one uh, and now that we've covered our albums of the year, please check out those fucking albums. They're great albums. Mm-hmm. Check those out. Uh, now we're doing our fucking top 10, Hell our yeah. top 10, essentially fighting for first runner up. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, what do you got? What's your number 10? All right. My number 10, uh, I surprised, um, it's slow dive. Everything is alive. No. Holy shit. Also, also you'll notice this isn't traditional shoegaze. This is like synthy. Yeah. 
I didn't know. No slow dive without an album zero. <laughs> I missed it completely. I fucking. I, <laughs> you did not send it to me. I, I didn't. I, I, I saved all the ones. I was gonna. Cr- I didn't send it to you. I did tell you about. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Crank it one. Unless yeah, it gets a low. little more. Yeah. Quiet than the other things. Yes. And yeah, let's just take a, a little bit to get going. So, also, like, if you have Apple Music, I fuck, I don't care. It does nothing for the quality of the music. I love this animated. Oh, it has a little animated album. album. I love this shit. A lot of albums have been doing that lately. Yeah, this is one of the like cooler ones. That is very much one of the cooler ones. Yeah. Yeah, let's get in the fucking car and do a night drive and. I'm just going to repeat lyrics from the Drive soundtrack. You could uh, start turning it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me about this album because I completely... I've, I've never listened to Slow Dive. I've, they've been, I've completely missed them over the years. You know, I guess Slow Dive, My Bloody, that's the, yeah. the big two of, of shoegaze music. Um, they did a reunion album in 2017, and now we have another one. And to me, it's unlike anything they've done. It's not like wholly unique. Yeah. You know, it's not like reinventing the wheel. But you know what? A lot of the music I listen to and I love it is it's aggressive. It's high energy. Yeah. There's a lot to dissect. This is just so peaceful and tranquil uh, and like um the opener the opener track shanty and the closing track stab are about as high energy as you're gonna get Mm -hmm. but yeah this is just such a like perfect end of the day or maybe you're mentally exhausted or maybe you just need that inner peace you just throw on everything is live and vibe out and have a good time. I, I want to hear this. I, I mean, I need to listen to Slow Dive just generally. Yeah, there's, it's just very, like, very peaceful. And I realized I didn't have enough of that in my life. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why it made my n- number 10 spot. Other albums I feel more strongly about. But man, this is a, a this, like I said, very peaceful. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, my number 10 we can get it out of the way real nice and easy. Nine three six nine ninety six. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Nine three six nine six uh, by Liturgy. That was my number ten, and uh, it made number because t- it actually was. It was actually going to be fucking uh, Dale Hollow was going to be my number ten. Yeah, but I couldn't deny th- the brilliance that of, was on that album. It would yeah. be unjust, so I had to. I had to put it on the list. Yeah, number nine for Alex. Uh, my next album, number nine, uh, uh, some new blood from Los Angeles, California, this hip hop group, Paris, Texas, with their debut album, Midair. Like Mike said at the top of the hour, genre blending, uh, I've talked about it in previous years. I love this new generation of hip hop tapping into punk and metal and doing it well and i didn't think a group called paris texas would be from los angeles but Mm. 
this is like synthwave hip hop. Yeah, and it's it's dirty, it's grimy. They feel like um for people who are fans of Brockhampton, kind of like because Brockhampton broke up, like they kind of picked up what Brockhampton left and, and they're running forward, especially when there's like cringy shit like little Uzi Vert covering system of down. Oh um yeah, also they're just like they have like really funny like overtly sexual lyrics that make me laugh like that song they say you don't know who you're fucking with this is not a glory hole like it's good it's a good lyric (laughs) it's a good lyric um they have you know some songs like split screen where it's more of an electronic feeling um there's a song called dnd and there's songs throughout where like they actually work in these more melodic acoustic guitar lines i don't know if they're sampled or like recorded for the album but it's not cringy it's not like i've heard like a lot of rappers try to bring in acoustic guitar and it always makes me lose my fucking mind (laughs) it it, it doesn't land a lot of the time yeah yeah these guys are like yeah they they're doing it um it's just a really fun hip-hop album there's you know the song bullet man there's like garage rock vibes to it um there's even a, the song new whip which i it's spelled n-u so i feel like it's kind of like a tip of the hat you know new new metal mm-hmm. um songs that go like full carpenter synth like panic um it's this the production is fucking like great all the different producers on here and yeah, very, very excited to see where this band goes in the future. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, never would have got around to this one. Never would have no, never that's, landed this one. That's not your lane, Mike. No, it is not. But I didn't hate what I heard. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Good. That's all That's all I can hope that, for. That's all that matters. Oh, we're not giving dates. We didn't give dates for any of these. Fuck. Oh, well, this album came out July 21st. And then... Uh, Liturgy came out March 24th. Uh, Stone from Baroness came out September 15th. Uh, the Beggar from Swans came out June 23rd. We're just catching up. Just catching up. Yeah. You know. But for my number nine, this came out July 21st. Uh, and that, same, same year as this. Oh, shit. Same date. Yeah. I didn't. I, <laughs> I'm same date. Same, uh, <laughs> and that is Love's Holiday by Oxbow. Mm, here we go.
and a, uh, a, a a bit of a anticlimactic thing, but this is my... Don't say which number, but it's okay. on your list. Yeah. It's on your list. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So this album, well, we had the pleasure of seeing Oxbow a couple of weeks ago. I knew so little about Oxbow before this year, and they are insanely fascinating to me. They're amazing live. Incredible live. Like they're too, like they're too good for this world. The the world doesn't deserve Oxbow. <laughs> Clearly, I so I've been diving headfirst in, into Oxbow ever since this album came out. Well, a little bit after, but uh, I've since bought and read Eugene's most recent book, which is right there. Can you grab that for me? Actually, uh, there we go. There we go. There we yeah. Go. Uh, yeah. I walk across dirty water and straight into murderer's row. This was a pretty damn entertaining read. If I do say so myself, he's a pretty damn entertaining man he in general. One of the most fascinating characters in music by rock and rock music and punk music, yep. just in music in general. The book chronicles his whole, it's a memoir from childhood up until uh, it ends at Oxbow's first album. Yeah. So it's all of the, um, the whipping boy days in, you know, the hardcore punk scene and wild stories, crazy stuff, fascinating, really interesting dude. A, a journey like no other. That's for damn sure. He, yeah, he's this one of the most unique people in music. Um, and, and since then, I've been listening to like a ton of other Oxbow albums. I'm a fucking huge fan now. Yep. And seeing them live was, oh, it did not disappoint. I the see. crowd disappointed because it was so. It was not enough people there. So yeah, not enough people there. Um, I should have wrote it down. I was like blown away seeing the guitar player play live. Oh yeah. Um, not was it Nico. Not that it didn't catch my attention on the album, but when it's like because we were right up on the stage, yeah. like when it's right in your face, it is. Man, he's incredible. He, he's incredible. Just amazing, amazing band. But you know, amazing band, and he's like really one of the fucking geniuses behind. I mean, he he does all he does all the music. Yeah, Eugene um, does all the all the lyrics, and you could tell that he does all the music just because of how guitar centered it is and how unusual these guitar lines are. But let me tell you, there is a lot of like heartbreak yeah. on here if you go to our episode we talk about the band's intention of like the duality of love the the like a point you could point or, and they point to was the song 1000 hours yeah that could be a good or a bad thing exactly when you're in a relationship absolutely and yeah it's just like songs pretty much lovely murk 1000 hours and all gong just fucking hit me in the feels yeah. in ways that uh maybe only one other album does this year it's fucking fascinating it's fantastic stuff uh i guess in a way lingua did make my list because she does have guest vocals on lovely merc nope nope you the, the <laughs> it's the thrill is gone mike you can't <laughs> it's a it's a it's a loophole but i know i made my choice i i, I stand by my choice but what, what reason I brought the song up is because um, 
uh, Nico sings that live. He sings the parts that yeah. she sings. He sings it live. And I was really surprised at how good it sounded. He was hanging, you know, it's not the same, but no, it's, but it's not jarring either. It's not jarring at all. Like the, the effect was still the same. I mean, it's still the same vocal lines mm-hmm. and he's doing some really fucking technical shit. Like those are really intricate and interesting guitar lines on that song. And I'm surprised at how good it sounded. Uh, this whole, I mean, this album has so much fucking shit in it. I mean, uh, the the closer Gunwell is a, is a is a definite favorite. Where it's just this really hopeful, angelic, but brutal sludge. Um, it's got the full on choral vocals and organs, but it, I mean, it's still with Eugene screaming like he's dying and stuff. And and it, it's it's so fucking heavy. And oh man, it's just uh, ow! I hit my fucking head <laughs> on. I'm just overwhelmed, baby. I'm just overwhelmed. That's the power of Oxbow, baby. Yeah, and the fucking strings on Million Dollar Weekend. I mean, it's just it's. It's so fucking intricate and, and, and it's just a, there's not, there's not one universal personality of the album. It's, it's, there's so many different moods and feels throughout. It's like, it's kind of random it's, almost. It's, I mean, thematically and lyrically it has a, a through line, yeah. but musically it's fucking all over. Yeah. It's really impressive that it sounds as cohesive as it does when you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, fascinating album, my number nine, and it's somewhere on Alex's list that we will get to eventually. Mm-hmm. But for now, number eight. What's your number eight? For now, y'all better make way because my number, my number eight is Proto Martyrs, Formal Growth in the Desert. Right on. Welcome to the haunted of the living afterlife. Where we chose to forget The years of the hungry night oh, It feels so good, it feels so good And let me tell you This album is a, it's a grower, it's not a shower It's a formal grower in the desert, absolutely Yes it really just gets better with every listen. Hundred percent. And trample through our home. But we didn't do anything. Yeah, this, this is it's like a pretty misleading opener. I mean it has big big moments, but it's also much more hopeful than most of the album. This is absolutely on my list. And as we talked about on our episode, the the drummer is fucking King. It, this is a drumming album. 100%. Like he is not content doing normal beats on any song. Nope. Like they're all so, so unique. Like look no further than elimination dances fun in high school. Sure. There's other instruments on there, but it really could just be the drums. It's fucking. Yeah. Keep going. And then, uh, polar, polar Crixel kid. Oh yeah. Um, uh, was it uh polar acrylics kid? That's one of the best songs of the year. It's agreed. hundred percent. It feels so fucking good. It hits so hard. Um, great album. This, this journey about loss and, and growth and yeah, this is absolutely on my, on my list. This album is, so when you say it's, it's a, it's a grower, it's absolutely a grower, but 
where the fuck is my notes? <laughs> you tell me, I've been, Mike. I've been you trying tell to, me. The whole time we've been talking, I'm trying to find it. Uh, oh, I, that's right. I, I typed it in wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this album, Being a Grower, is, I mean, that's, you have to really be patient with this one because when I first heard it, it I liked it, but it bummed me out in a really weird and real way. When when I first heard it, I was like, okay, I know Proto Mortar. It's a proto, it, like, it's good. Like, I don't have anything against it. But yeah, the more and more, I was like, this is, this is really special. It's absolutely special. The, 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 I'm sorry for using this word. The energies that this album taps into, mm-hmm. dude, they're, they're so primal and dark and sad. And not just, some of the lyrics are pretty fucking gnarly. Like, pull a, pull a critic's kid to some yeah. gnarly fucking lyrics that make you feel. But, oh, what, what did, what? Uh, can, can you hate yourself and still deserve love? I mean, to, well, re- to repeat that over and over again, not just repeating that lyric, but repeating that lyric over one of the most heart-wrenching musical moments in the whole album. Yeah. It's powerful. But not just that song, but there's such a darkness on all these songs that really, sure, the the, the vocalist, uh, what's his name? I'm going to find out his name. Uh, maybe I can't because where the fuck? Oh my God, he's serious. I think he's... Maybe if you clicked on the band. Maybe if I clicked on the band. You're right. You're okay. It says it's either Alex, Greg, Joe, or Scott, according to the band. I think it's I'm gonna guess it's Joe. Let's let's find out for sure. <laughs> it is Joe, you're right. He's, Joe Casey. Yeah. So even though this dude is like a, a like he seems like a really just a regular ass dude. Like yeah. if you look at life, he's just some pudgy guy. And uh even and his vocal style is super monotonous and uh, uh, very gr- very mm-hmm. belt like not belty uh very like a almost caveman like yeah it's very pr- it's very primal and very simple but then if you can like just get past that because it takes a few lists to get past all these weird barriers there's the vocals and then there's the herky jerky post punky snappy drums that are extremely catchy but they're they're they they drive so much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like the drums are so prominent and so impressive that like, you, I mean, it's a drummer album, but if you, if you get past the drums, then all of a sudden you start There's feeling still the, a lot going on, the darkness and pain and emotion, and all these songs, it's fucking intense. Uh, let's tip to the creator. Let's tip. The creator is another one of the, I think the best songs of the year by far. Mm-hmm. There's something so haunting and fucking incredible and perfect about that song. Uh, we know the rats, another fucking incredible goddamn song. Yeah. Uh, rain garden, the closer. It's fucking beautiful. I mean, R- really, really passionate stuff. here. It's so fucking good. Like, I think after we recorded the episode, you should check out the episode, by the way. Uh, you said like, I think this one's going to be sneaking up as yeah. time goes on. And this one snuck up so hard. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what people are saying about this, but it's not enough because this is, <laughs> Well, it it's looks fucking, like three publications recognized it. Uh, they got... Uh, of course, the Scottish love this album. The Scottish. They did all right in the, in the, <laughs> the Scottish Church UK album. Ind- uh, Independent Albums of the Year, number 10. Number 10, and then 49 for UK album downloads. But it's fantastic, and you, you got to check it out. Yeah. So uh, that was what, your number eight? Yes, sir. And my number eight, uh, that's one that I have to talk slower because I'm trying to pull up music at the same time. Uh, my number eight was one of your honorable mentions and that is mutants by mutoid man. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
One of the most fun albums, by far, by far. This album just kept being put on. I just kept yeah. putting this fucking album on. You I could buy it. Yeah. The chorus even grew on me. I used to hate this chorus. You it did. Grew, it grew I think on you me. said it on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> it grew on me, man. It's just fucking fun. Yeah. I, this was almost higher on my list. Like, I mean, the fact that it's, it's number eight is pretty high, but the, this album and the... Uh, whatever king gizzard and the lizard wizard yeah those are like the the rippers of the year Dude, this album fuck it's so unassuming because you look at the album art and we talk a lot about the album art where it just looks like you know uh gross-ups of the 90s and, and like teenage boys of the 90s and like toxic avenger kind of stuff or smash tv which they got the name me to man from yeah um you think of all this like kind of fun comic type stuff but the album is a, it feels like just a fucking metalhead nerd's dream. Like it, this, it, it is. Yeah, like uh, we're gonna get this group of complete metal nerds from childhood, and they're gonna make an album all, all the shit that they like. Yeah, and it's that's what it feels like. It's super diverse. Um, every song has a different type of metal. Like it's like a, different versions, different subgenres of metal are, are on here, and they they all feel super well done and sincere yeah. and hooky as all hell. You know, I think you love Stephen Bukowski. Or Steven Bukowski, that's his name. Steven Brodsky? Brods, I think you love him more than Lingua. Really? You think so? He's been very consistent in your year endless. He has been a presence. He has. Honestly, he he's actually been maybe on more year endless than I, I think now he has. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, he fucking rules. He's got such a unique <laughs> style of playing, his unique style of tone uh with his guitar, and he has a good voice. And and his voice is also has a lot of range to it. He doesn't just do the same thing in every song. Uh, Frozen Hearts, it's fucking fantastic. Those drums are unbelievable on Frozen Hearts. Uh, was it a uh, broken broken glass ceiling? More uh, anthemic punkiness, but still really chunky and heavy. Um, along with like his, he's doing some nice growls on there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, my, I would call it a guilty pleasure, except I'm not ashamed of I think Demons is one of the fucking coolest no. songs of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking... An album this short, you don't you don't have room for bad songs. Yeah, and it's just... It's so sleazy, but I fucking love it so much. And then easily one of the best songs of the year, Setting Sun, The, the Closer, uh, which, Jesus Christ, it's just so fucking satisfying. Paced really well. This really well paced. I... Because I hadn't heard it in... Uh, I was listening to this one quite a bit, actually, but I still mm-hmm. haven't heard it in, in like at least a month or two. And 
I thought like, I like it enough to put it on the list. It'll probably be somewhere low. I don't know. I'll, let me listen to it again. I'll, I'll judge it based on a few other albums. I was still really yeah. debating on, on the list. It was really tough to, to narrow it down. And when I heard it again, I was like, it was, it wasn't even close. Wow. The, the album that it was in wow. contention with, it just blew it out of the water completely. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one it was. But it's Holy like, shit. Yeah. It's just, I love it. And it's like, yeah, it's just a nice, uh, uplifting, fun. It makes me feel nice and happy. We, we need those. We sure do. Number seven for you. Well, you'll be very happy that we get to talk about. Um, I I had to do it. We've been talking about country music all year. Yes. On the pod. Yes. I had to do it. My first ever country album to make my year endless. This is Dale Hollow. Hack of the year. Yes. Stupid is stupid does. <laughs> does that make me the dumbest? This man, this man is all the something. This man is. I, 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 I agree. I love these high pitch. Yep. <laughs> and maybe some boring country artists wouldn't have done that, but no. Dale did. He sure did. And yeah, this is like one of my favorite songs of the year, too. Easily. Easily. This I, is gorgeous. I like how when I showed you, like you loved the title immediately. immediately. Yeah. It's very self-aware. Oh, it's such a gorgeous guitar line. Yeah, I have to force myself to lower that because... Uh, well, this listen to the whole thing. It's so good. This album was a fucking delight. It pains me to not... Because it was be- literally between this or Liturgy. Yeah. And it's like, I... I, I wanted to tell you I had you covered, but I also wanted your 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 surprise. Yes, because your- so that's when I the first impression I got from that song was like, oh, this is indie country, which I've never heard indie country like indie yeah. rock country. Yeah, uh, like you you combine like the aesthetics of of nineties indie with uh, with country, and it's so fucking charming. This dude is he has it. Uh, uh, not only a, a style of vocal and a style of song, mm-hmm. but he has a character that is very unique. That is not. I, lo- I love the whole. He's a country superstar, but he's really not like the, the, not even close. He doesn't have his own wiki page, but oh, he's the album doesn't. But because uh, we the first thing we think of, obviously, for us is Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah. Uh, but this is not a Wheeler Walker Jr. No, it's, this it's is so a, different. This is not like. I don't mean to like this, but yeah, this is there's self-aware humor, but it's not comedy the way Wheeler is. It's not comedy. It's, it's like this weird, um, like this is hit. It's like, this is him. Yeah. It's not him doing sure. It's a character. It's obviously a character. It's probably like him. This cranked up a little. Yeah. Bit. It's like a little, a slightly exaggerated version of himself. Obviously the talking about himself being a superstar and then wanting to be a cowboy on TV and all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's obviously, or like, I've seen, uh, 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 fuck it. I've seen Roadhouse 112 times and I only memorized the fights. I love, I love that so fucking Such much. Such a great lyric. Yeah. But it's like, 
I'm sure he has seen Roadhouse a fucking shitload of times. Yeah. It's like, it's, it seems like a, a, a real guy, just a cartoony version of a real guy. And it's also, it's not really raunchy humor. No, Walker no. Is filthy. He doesn't cuss on this at all. No, because there are um, another one of my favorite songs of the year. I just love, I love songs about mental health. I love, 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 don't want to do, do anything. anything. One of the best songs of the year by far. <laughs> I, I like, I want to sing. I don't want to do a goddamn thing, but he does. He does. He's a better freaking man. Th- than he says freaking thing. <laughs> yeah. He says freaking. Yeah. I, we have to talk about don't want to do anything because that song is, is one of the best songs of the year. It's I, my I favorite felt, song on the album. I felt it in my soul. I just love lyrics. Like I've never been above working hard, but there's some days I can't find, find that, that spark. spark. Who can't like, this is like when I think about the way people romanticize country music and talk about like working people, blue collar people and like how far like mainstream country has got away from that. Yeah. Like this, this is exactly how I picture modern country. Yeah. I love. And then like you just pulled up the lyrics to high horse. Yeah. That is one of the most polite songs where he's telling somebody off and still fit has like delightful lyrics like yeah i love i won't butter your behind and make you think you're best yeah, make you think you're best. i love it. dude the lyrics on this album are so endearing and, and quirky it's a very quirky and like uh, endearing album also that is like high praise coming from you because usually you're just like lyrics aren't even secondary to you a lot of the time they're yeah. like ignored bottom of the total exactly and for one, his voice is so booming. It's so it's so pronounced. You can hear everything he's saying, so it's it's hard to ignore it. But there are also such clever lines, like in High Horse, which I th- I will admit I think it's a really it's, I think it's too because this is uh, completely honest. It's like a ballad album. It's like almost oh, entirely yeah. ballad. Yeah, but it feels like a little too sweet and and somber for a, a track too. But the chorus, uh, it's a beautiful chorus. But just the lyrics of. Uh, don't build your high horse too far from the ground. It's like, a, it's like, it's just clever writing. It's just he, good writing. He, yeah, I don't, he could be writing bumper stickers, but he just yeah. put, he yeah. puts in the songs. It's fucking, it's wonderful. Uh, we, we quoted, um, the roadhouse line from I'm a lover, but I'll still fight. It, it's like, again, I feel, it, I feel that it's sweet. <laughs> it's romantic. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'll fight you, or uh, I'll fight you, but I would rather not. <laughs> yeah, that's not in my nature. But you know, if you're disrespecting my my uh, my lady or yep. whoever, yep. Um, yeah. Oh man, and you know what? The most like depressing song on here is "You're Not Alone When You're in a Bar." That is, oh yeah, like it, prime time depressing country music. Yeah, like it's beautiful. Fucking, it's a good song though. He nails it. Uh, I love how I love how, like you said, it's kind of a ballad album, but there are these like characters. There's there's two instances of songs where these guys have financial issues. But Angel Baby is like a true ballad, true ballad, solo acoustic, sincere ballad, sweet, sincere, solo acoustic. And it's funny because we say sweet and sincere, but it's still sweet and sincere in through the eyes of Dale Hollow because he still talks about being a superstar. Oh, he still has the bra- <laughs> Yeah, he still has the bravado. Yeah. And, and even then, uh, it's still fucking beautiful. Great closing track. Uh, Cowboys on TV is just delightful as hell. It, love the the rap because it is a, you know, a that country drawl and a little bit slower. Cowboys on TV is an excellent, like, pick me up pick song. Pick me up. Um, the, all the lyrics are just him naming 
actors who, who have played, played cowboys cow- on TV. And, yeah. uh, and it's delightful. The, the chorus is really cool. It has these uh, really prominent female backup vocals. Or Also, Dale's got a good screaming voice. Great screaming voice. Yeah, it's not like metal screaming. No, but, but it's a good shout. It's a yeah. great shout. Uh, the only song I don't love... Uh, is fools rush in because just it just sort of feels a lot like the rest also i noticed that riff is really similar to that dire straits song walk a life and i don't i don't really like dire straits nor but, do i but i, I like MTV, dale though. i like dale hollow and i i like that song. yeah it's yeah it's beautiful um this was you, a delight what you know what he re he has that song on his ep i like it on the ep better it's a little more really? it's a little more raw and emotional mm-hmm. that you where this one's more polished so uh good still good song. uh yeah because i he has he put up like a million eps and singles before this is yeah, his debut album second debut album i've listed i think yeah uh, I didn't realize he's from New York, which is the funniest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> a, a country superstar from New York. <laughs> That's so, so fucking funny. You know what? If fucking Carl Urban from fucking Australia, prob- not even like country, like a countryside in Australia, he's probably from like Melbourne or something. Yeah. Or, or Credence being from Bay Area or you Neil go. Young being Canadian. There you go. Yeah. There's cowboys but, all over, baby. But it's, it's more funny because of the rivalry between New York and Texas. I find it more oh, funny. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, it's like a city slicker who's just <laughs> she's trying to be a country music superstar. You know what? He's doing it better <laughs> than a lot of you. It's so. fucking rad. It's a it's a beautiful album. It man, I wish it could. It would have made the list. Of, yeah, but uh, great stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, so that was your number seven. Yes. My number seven. I'm going to try and talk slowly so I can pull up not just the song but my notes (laughs) and that's because i have it all there it is i can do that easily uh my number seven uh another one of your honorable mentions and that is i am not ashamed baby this is why by paramore hell yeah It's funny, uh, I was showing my neighbors this the other day. Yeah. And uh, still really fun. It's, I love it. I listen to this way more times than I can care to admit. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Ex- excellent guitar riffs oh, on yeah. this album, too. Oh, yeah. This is what happens when you take one of the poppiest, most like teenage girl friendly, uh, big and themic pop emo rock bands, and, and then make them sad. And Give them a little bit of edge. They they've grown the fuck up. It's fucking beautiful, mature. It's fucking delightful. Sure, this is poppy as shit. Fits right at right at home on the radio, but it's I love it. Goddamn, I love it. Boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking figure eight is one of my favorite songs of the year too. Hell yeah. And since we're talking about songs of the year, uh, check out our full episode on this album, by the way. Uh, very early in the year. Very early. Yeah. This is February. We we forgot to give the years again. I'm not even going to whatever, whatever. We're we're too far gone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mutants by Mutant Man came out July 28th. And and, uh, uh, the other one came out, uh, hack of the year came out September 29th. There it is. Um, yeah, this came out February 22nd, and uh, I I just kept 
listening to it. I can't stop. It's yeah. I have a, I already have a little soft spot for Paramore because of their the self titled album, like I've mentioned on the episode that we did and in the past. But this is their best album by far. Um, it's the most developed, moment, most mature. It's the most um, like you don't feel like uh, where other past albums you as a a man in his thirties you feel a little silly listening to this girl talk about this boy that she's sad <laughs> about, and it's like. I like the music, but, but uh, it, yeah. uh, here, it, it, guilt free, guilt free. <laughs> it just is way more like, uh, I guess it's like, like the news is timely. It's money. You know, it's like, Oh, just quit watching fucking the news. You're making yourself depressed. It's like, that's, that's pretty relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, being a, a shut in and not wanting to fucking go out or, or just being, a uh, just being a, done with people. It's like very unit. It's still like angsty in a way, but it's still a very universal concept. So I'm not so irked by them. Uh, but the the songwriting is just on another fucking level, uh, extremely accessible, but still really dynamic and deep, uh, heavy, you know, post-punk influence and early 2000s kind of indie stuff influenced, um, thick skull, one of the best albums of the year by fucking far. Mm-hmm. My favorite song on the album. It's always stuck in my head at one time or another. Uh, <laughs> it's one of their darkest, heaviest songs. It's got, it has this brief, but unbelievably cool post-punky solo. Um, it's just if if I can show someone doubting this band because I get it, you, you, Paramore. I, I can see why you wouldn't want to fucking listen to it or talk about it. But I feel like if I show no, if I ever- show them at least uh, where at least Thick Skull. If you can't be turned by Thick Skull, then I, I then okay, fair enough. We can do, agree disagree now. But you gotta give it up for Thick Skull. You yeah. gotta. Yeah, the way you feel about. Thick skull is how I feel about figure eight. Figure eight is uh like I what is that? Like a xylophone? It's fucking amazing. Yeah, actually, yeah, what is that on there? Um vibraphone. There we go. Some kind of phone. Yeah, it's either a Glockenspiel or a vibraphone. I forget what it's the year. I found my my th- it's the year of the Glockenspiel. It was on liturgy, it's on Paramore. Fuck it. The Glockenspiel is king in 2023. It was probably, honestly, the Glockenspiel. <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably on the Swans album. It's probably on the Oxbow it's album. undoubtedly on the Swans and Oxbow albums. <laughs> Glockenspiel is here to stay. There's no way it's not on this album. <laughs> Seriously. But, yeah, I figure it, it's absolutely beautiful. It's great drumming on that one. Uh, super dark, too. And, like, uh, it's just... It's just a lovely fucking album, and it's super duper short. I mean, most of the albums on my list, uh, aside from Swans and Liturgy, they tend to be on the shorter side. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets in and gets out. Uh, I don't think there's a bad song on here. Although I, I have my, my least favorite is, is is Crave for sure, but I still don't think it's a bad song on its own. Uh, and it's placed in a very smart part of the album, it's second to last track. Which is when I look back at all my favorite albums, if there's a bum song, it's always the second to last song. It's like it's like this little blind spot where <laughs> you can put a weaker song just, because just get it in there. Yeah, because you've already been sold by all the shit before, it, and then the cl- and, and the closer is if the closer is super duper strong, you notice it even less. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I don't care for it um, doesn't matter because it's placed so well in the album. Uh, yeah, it's a sure it's a little dorky to to put paramore alongside all this black metal I, and brutal I, I don't think it is i think it's fucking i think it deserves it i think it's a great album i never thought i'd say i'm very excited to see what paramore does next i know yeah but 
Hell yeah, dude. Check it out. And check out the full episode that we did on it as well. Number six. Number six. And I'm not going to say the full fucking name of this album, but it is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Petro Dragonic Apocalypse. Hell yes. I... Every, every metal band except for Mutoid Man should be ashamed of themselves. Yep. This album, I mean, holy shit. And it's just like, yeah. Is your face melted yet? No, can you feel it? <laughs> I, as soon as I put this on, I understood exactly why it was on your list. I mean, I, I, I did it completely. This is Alex in a nutshell. I'm going to wait for it. Yeah, whenever you want to. Um... So, oh, I know which part of the song you want to put on, dude. Okay, so I was already like, okay, you're gonna do a Mad Max album, and you're gonna throw a fucking kaiju in it. I'm, I'm already on board. That's crazy. Why would you do that? It's like the Gremlins two sketch yeah. from Keen Pill. Hell yeah! And then it's in the movie. There's this. It's so funny because Sleep is a Black Sabbath worship band. Yeah, and this is way faster than Sleep, but, but these it feels like Sleep. If you look at the yeah. lyrics, these are very Sleep, and even the way he's singing is like very Al like. Yeah. Um, uh, the Holy Rabble. It's just like yes, yes. Um, Metallica could never write anything this fucking cool anymore. So this band had, so the, the amazing thing about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is obviously their prolificness. I don't think they have an album that sounds like this. So that's because the, the other stuff that I've heard doesn't sound like this. Yeah. So you put this on, you think like, oh, this is just a solid ass uh, I, prog metal band. I'm sure there's some mega fan here that could maybe direct. A, I listened to two. I was like, these album covers look metal. It's not metal. There's all kinds of different. I mean, I I listen to fucking uh, I, people who've seen the show and recognize. I listen to the Legion of Skanks podcast all the time, and one of the guys in there has a different podcast. And on his podcast, there was a he has a drop because he calls himself the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. He has a drop whenever he says something he thinks is clever, and he plays the song Rattlesnake from King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, mm -hmm. and that's where I first heard it. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And so I went to that album. I was like, oh shit. This is a really super fucking diverse band. And uh, so let me, let me just start out by saying in 2017, they put out five albums. Yeah, they did. That's fucking crazy. Last year, six. Yeah. Why so many albums? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not going to listen to their whole discography. There's that one like joke. Uh, meme where like yeah i'm not reading all that i'm so sorry for what happened or i'm happy for you uh that's how yeah. i feel about their discography yeah. i'm not listening to all that but i'm happy for you there are 28 albums since 2011 <laughs> it's it's it fries my brain thinking thinking of how and why and, and like 
and the fact that it's they're all so different and like this is a fucking kind of they, remarkable they, band. They've already followed this up with like an uh, a like a disco album. Is it the Silver Core? Because I, I didn't hear yeah. Silver Core. I meant to listen to it. I didn't get around to it. It's a disco album. It's a disco album. I <laughs> I was thinking also about, from this year, by the way. I was thinking about it. I was like, no, this this album is like Mike said. Everything about it is just me in a nutshell. It's all all killer. No no filler. Um, I love I love the fucking concepts. Even though they just took two two teenage boy things and fucking smashed them yep. together yep and fuck yeah let's go fucking gilla the way or gilla monster yeah. like man when they it just feels so good when they're singing that song yeah and then like oh i'm sorry is flamethrower like almost 10 minutes i didn't fucking notice because it rips so fucking hard flamethrower is pretty fucking sick I mean, it gets all psychedelic toward the end. Uh, I think Sur- it's toward the end. Surprisingly, there's no psychedelia because I would say that's what they're closest to. There is none on it except for flamethrower. Yeah, it's just there are moments where it gets like tribalies, tribal as fuck. Oh, though. there's so many like tribal drums. Yeah. Like it's a very cool thing throughout, and like the drummer is just a fucking maniac on like converge and witchcraft. Witchcraft's so good. When you can record metal songs where you can get woos in, just goddamn. It's a damn good album. Uh, and it's it's super proggy, too, which makes it, it seems like it kind of blows my mind. I didn't know they were from Australia. I don't know anything about this band. So it blows my mind that they're not normally a prog metal band because of how natural this feels. I, I Well, I've listened to a prog metal album. Or not metal, but like a prog, kind of more jazzy album okay. from them. Um, I'm sure they do other things I would like, but I need to like get in the mindset for it and I don't have the energy, but, uh, even though I love this album. Oh yeah. And and even though, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics, I still felt sleep from this. Like for one, this dude is doing monotone vocals throughout the, like the whole album. He's basically singing in one key with no variation, which is I mean, it just reminds me of sleep immediately. Yeah. Uh, and there's just something about the feel of it where it, it's lighthearted, but also like, uh, fantastical, but, but it's at that weird line where you don't know how serious they are about it because you don't feel like it's a joke, but you don't feel like it's them being blowhard, taking themselves super seriously, like a prog rock band or something. This is like a black light poster in a fucking van with a fucking valkyrie painted on the outside of this it. album is what i envision just wino as i mean yeah look at those fucking sleep those sleep ass lyrics see, coal black cloud horizon maketh landborn petromyazon yeah that's that's some sleep ass lyrics uh love it love yeah, it good stuff uh my number six easy 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 stone by baroness that was my number six hell yeah so, so... we can uh quickly move on okay okay my number five is arm and hammer we buy diabetic test strips that's a good ass name of an album (laughs) 
I'm I'm sticking with my uh, if you guys listened to last year, it's blown away by Billy Woods, yeah. Ethiopes. Sipping mead on the blue note, side wonder out the two dough, extra crispy on my three piece, leave a message at the BB, box braid on my boy child, 90s day we was crossed out. I love these guys for like, yeah, we're gonna wrap over this. Yeah, phone sounds. This is like, what if 56k could do ecstasy? Rather be cold dependent. I don't know 56k. If it's huh? up to Who? Me, meant oh, I meant like literal 56k internet. Oh shit! Oh, oh, who's that rapper? 56k? Sorry, sorry. There should be a rapper called 56k. There is now. It's me. Now you knew be expensive. Told you for we There's not even a drum beat. There isn't. Yeah, Billy it's fucking wild. Billy Woods and Elucid are just fucking madmen. They're like doing shit no one else can do. This is these are the only two rappers qualified to touch flutes. I don't want to talk about the other one. Um and like, yeah. It features production by JPEG. Um, there's just, there's this song, the flexibility, unreliable reliability of time and memory. It's like space acid, free flows, flowing jazz mm. uh, with some flute stuff. Very trippy. The, the rapping is very like, like there aren't too many main courses. This is just like bars like, yeah um what else is cool here there, there's some grime with trauma mike it's dirty it's grimy as it should be you mm -hmm. know these are guys from from new york um there's there's a an lp production from run the jewels called the gods must be crazy and it has like one of the funniest hip-hop lyrics of the year where uh they say Henry Kissinger, my albums only feature like <laughs> what? Like the only feature on their album is Henry Kissinger. Like I ain't kissing nothing no more though. <laughs> it's just like it's so it, I don't know, it's so funny and it's like so surreal. There's, you know, towards the end it gets a little more jazzy. They have this woman Jungle Pussy comes which great name. Keep yeah. keep doing you Jungle Pussy. I'm going to look up your albums. Um, and yeah, it's this, this crazy, like they're like them and like a few others are just like, no one's making hip hop like this. Certainly not. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I thought like some of the fucking JPEG stuff was like, oh, that's wild, different stuff. And this is like, oh, you want something real weird? <laughs> I mean, yeah, very much of the same cloth. I yeah. think JPEG produce like two um two tracks on here so mm -hmm. and yeah like even the lp track is like it doesn't like it fits in perfectly like he's like pushing himself on here too it like you wouldn't hear it and be like oh that's that's could be like a run the jewels beat. Mm -hmm. so yeah very nice uh alex is number five my number five and Sorry for the the boring, but we just did another episode on it, and that is Girl Vanishes on Way to Jive Club by Gas War.
This album stole my heart the second I heard it and I knew it would make the list. Uh, and fuck man. So we just did a whole episode on this. So we don't have to talk about it too much, mm-hmm. but I fucking, I mean, it's so God, it's so, it's so up my alley. <laughs> it's so fucking up my alley where it's just the grimiest, messiest, most chaotic noise rock, but also it's got, technically not even new. It's not even, this dude. was recorded 20 fucking years ago, <laughs> but it was finally finished and released this year. And there's just so much, oh man, there's so many hooks. I mean, simple, like I said in the episode, simple, regular, almost normal sounding riffs and hooks that that are just punctuated by the fucking tightest and most interesting drum uh, drum choices from um, Jeff Meridian Jr. Uh, from Hammerhead. Uh, check out the Hammerhead episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the bass is. While the bass does kind of hold things together a lot, it's still really messy and chaotic. Bass by Apollo Liftoff, also of Hammerhead. And the guitar lines, Kevin Rootmanis of Melvin's and, and Hepatitis and Cows, uh, the guitar lines are, are only sometimes distinguishable. Other times they're just this vague, weird clanginess. Uh, but even when it's even when it's the most abrasive and it's the most clangy and hard to decipher, you still feel it. You still feel like the songs that that are pretty uh they, they they are pretty despite the fact that they're a wall of chaotic noise uh it still feels beautiful even if you can't really tell what's going on or if it's really abrasive it's it's abrasive yes but it still manages to be really catchy and really interesting the drums a part of it's the way it's produced but the choices in general are, are i think just hold everything together so nicely it's so fucking cool uh if you're a fan of noise rock this is like this is one of the best albums of the year by far it's like uh yeah finding this little little thing that's been sitting for 20 years and it hasn't gone rotten yet Not it, at it's all. surprisingly fresh it's it there's no age to this there's no time it doesn't make like uh yeah you, you, it could have came out in 88 it's could have came out in 2000 it could have came out this year and it just feel when you're this fucking weird and already not fitting in with other music it doesn't mm. really matter it could be any era. It could be any time period because it's it, I even amongst noise rock, it doesn't really fucking fit. It doesn't sound like Hammerhead at all. It doesn't sound like the Cows or Melvins at all. Yeah, uh, it's just this weird little fucking crazy anomaly of an album. Uh, and even though I'm not super big on the the, the cacophonous closer, Father Complex, and the Solution of the Rat Idea, uh, it doesn't it doesn't hurt it for me at all. Everything else is just so interesting and, and fun, and it's a it's a really short album. Uh, just everything I love, just, just throwing at me in one little nice package. A breeze to listen to. A breeze. Uh, and that just came out recently. So check that out, please. And check out the episode that we did on the full episode we did on it. I fucking love it. Now you're number four. My number four. Don't worry, Kristen. I got you. My number four is saved by Reverend Kristen Michael Hader. Right on. Oh. Get out. You know, this album, I also feel like it gets better with every listen. Really? I mean, this opener 
the best questions. openers. It's yeah. fantastic. I still don't like how far they went with the fucked up. I love, I love it. But the composition is incredible. I love how it always feels like it's just like a, a BPM or so behind yeah. what you want. Yeah. yeah. Like that. My only problem is that it does that too much later on the song. Do it more. More. Then you want to do the song. I mean, this is kind of uh, the song. Yeah, that's, that's definitely. Um, yeah. You know, she's a, a wizard. She's the the DJ Khaled of <laughs> weird, off-putting music. She's got another one every single time. Um, I also noticed when re-listening to it, Apple Music has this listed under Christian music. So that's that, funny as fuck. I, <laughs> yeah, she did it on purpose. That's yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love the like you're listening to something haunted yeah. with that opening track i love the traditional songs in between that like in a way kind of makes this is not an accessible album but no. slightly more accessible than her her previous linguist stuff yeah uh like leave it up to her like all my friends are going to hell which yeah. is a parody song, but it's deadly serious the way she does it. It's deadly serious the way she does it. Uh, I don't particularly like that song, but I, I can't say it's bad. I, I think I appreciate the the bluesy, the unorthodox bluesy direction. Uh, although it does make sense with the Southern gospel uh, theme that she did here. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, Idium. Oh, yeah. Um, Idumia. I love how slow, sinister, and punishing that is. That is a great. That is a great fucking song. Um, always be with you. May this comfort protect you. This like, like fuck. You really feel it. Um, I think I like really overlooked the poor wayfaring stranger when we reviewed it. Oh yeah, that's like my favorite song in the album. It's, it's so epic and. Or the, one of them, at least. Yeah. And then the closing song, How Can I Keep From Singing? Nobody is beating that song in terms of beauty or disturbing nature this year. It it's, is pretty it fucked is up. Both. It is fucked up with a full two minutes of her losing her shit in tongues at the end. It's like in the background at first. And then. Yeah. Uh, then it just takes over. It's one of the most unique like one of my favorite songs of the year this is a great you no know, it's one of the definitely one of the better songs of the year uh i think poor wayfaring stranger is probably uh it might you, be it's probably one of the best songs of the year for me you could write a it, whole like western just around that song it's fantastic it's in, it's incredible uh truly amazing progressions it, it again the the problems that i have with the sub were, were more like it's it's like at this crossroad of like we're still hanging on to a little bit of the linguist style with songs like poor wayfaring stranger or um What's the what's the other fucking single? There's um I will be with you always. Yeah, I mean I get, yeah all the big songs for mo most of the big songs anyway, uh, where it still feels very lingua esque, mm -hmm. and then the other stuff that's like full on we're going Christian rock, we're doing covers of gospel songs, and it's going to be this really thematic. Um, it's not like a good song; it's just a cover of you know the um just power in the blood or whatever. It's like a cover of a gospel song, but it has a feeling, has a theme to it. It's fitting this whole, um. 
I think the execution of it was was too wonky for me, where it's just jumping back and forth between this kind of old style that's not changed that much and this new thing that's really, really different. It just felt a little uh, disjointed for me. Perfect PB&J sandwich. Uh, <laughs> don't, change, don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. Uh, you know, Fitz helped helped uh, progress my, my adventures in, in country music this year. And even though this is not like a country album but it is it's of the country it's it's very twangy and, yeah and southern it's in the country it's in the south and it's it's and it feels like it um, it's in the blood it's in the blood and it is a very good album it is a very good i'm not going to deny that it's a it is a very good album uh and the the stuff that hits is just fucking ooh, it hurts it hurts uh and i'm very interested to see what she does next very interested uh but that was your number, was it four? Four. My number four, get yours ready because it's, we've already talked about it. Four for me was Formal Growth in the Desert by Proto Martyr. I, wow. I love it that wow. much. Like it yeah. really resonates. Like every time I heard it, it's just like, this is, I just keep coming back to this album. I, yeah. I need to keep coming. It hurts and it's painful and it's dynamic and strange and, and dark, but fuck, it just, it just kept sticking with me. Give, give that album one more year in the pressure cooker and it's going to, usurp swans maybe maybe <laughs> uh so that's my number four your number three my number three uh shouldn't be surprising it's scaring the hose by jpeg mafia and danny brown hell yeah fuck yes i'm gonna have to struggle to turn this one down i want to listen to this whole song i mean it's so short I know. First yeah. off, fuck Elon Musk, eight dollars too much, this that's expensive. For the hoes in the back and the cracks in the slack, my teeth is a leak and I meant it. I don't really need a check cause I got no respect and these niggas might know me like a dentist. City all about this piece, so he has some shit, nigga, get a thing, this ain't what you want. No, this ain't what you want. Fuck yeah. Fuck y'all niggas, I feel like Papa John. Really simple. Really simple. There's so Damn, that is so. This is one hundred percent on my list. Yeah, this one hundred percent on my list. Yeah, this is a like hip hop super group album. Even though it's just two guys, but like two of the most unique guys in hip hop. Yep, forming like Voltron being weird being innovative and like the more i listen to it the more i think it's like so interesting the way like the electronics kind of like bounce around with their voices yeah. where you can like seamlessly get lost in between them and i don't think that's a a quality that i could say about any hip-hop album this is a unique one-of-a-kind hip-hop album uh it's like it's, so first of all, check out our fucking episode. I did a whole episode on this one. Uh, and I, I, I wrote it right there on the fucking thumbnail. This is a masterpiece of an album. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like I equated it in the episode to uh, hip hop's version of extreme metal. 
where like extreme metal is like, yeah, you get heavy metal, but then you just fucking give it way too much drugs and <laughs> multiply it by a bunch, make it way too fast and crazy and hard to decipher. <laughs> but the hardcore fans will be like, yes. Yeah. That's what I feel like this is for hip hop where it's, you recognize it as the genre of hip hop, but there is so much intense, crazy shit happening. No, like, yeah, no one has a brain like Peggy. Um, he's just, a, a, a maniac a maniac and i love him and he loves wrestling and it's just like like it feels like he was made in a lab for me this album <laughs> feels like it was made in a lab like it was it's so so many of these songs are are genius in ways that like i i, I could never compare to any piece of sound because yeah. of like i i gushed about it plenty on the episode but Garbage pale kids. Oh, that's what is this? It's just fucking genius. That's what, yeah, that's like one of my favorite hip hop beats of the year. It's like yeah, best, one of the best songs of the year. These, like, maybe like Japanese children chanting yep. and like these clanging sounds. The clanging, I was surprised at how, how important the, that clanging metal sound is to, the, is to the beat. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, you get this really disturbing, weird group of Japanese children sample, but the clanging is really what kind of sells yeah. it. Uh, not to mention the bass lines are incredible and heavy. And then has this really interesting, um, uh, like, I guess you can call it a chorus. Uh, <laughs> there's no lyrics, just really interesting melody section, but the hooks here are really what do it's like, yeah, the craziness of the production is out of this fucking world. Nothing like mm -hmm. it. They're one of the most, the most distorted hip hop album I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. But you get rid of all of that and you listen to the fucking samples and the hooks in the, in the beats. It's so fucking catchy. It's yeah. so nice. It's so nicely done. Uh, yeah. Step a pig. Obviously it's fucking phenomenal. Obviously. I mean, yeah, to me, like the more like catchy, like feel good things are like perfecta or uh, perfect. Perfect. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I just thought it was a prescription drug. Um, yes. <laughs> perfect. And like Kingdom Hearts key. They're all oh, Kingdom Hearts key, man. I like border. I mean, it's it's anime music. It's, no, it's anime music. But then they just through like through the filter of JPEG. That's the thing. Like with So the three songs that do it the most pronounced are all in a row. It's Orange Juice Jones, Kingdom Hearts key and God Loves You. Yeah. So they all do it in different ways, but they all it all and can it, be boiled down to the same thing of. I, we're going to take this existing thing, this whole song, show it to you as is, and then transform it on top of that. And it stays hyped and like run the jewels, the song. Yeah. Um, it's criminally short. It's a minute long and it's fucking fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. God loves you is like, it sounds like it's pulled out of a, a Christian gospel song. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's like a, it sounds like a direct Christian rock kind of, Oh, how, what would you call it when it's like, it's a black church, but it's not like classic gospel. It's like more. I, I think it's still modern. considered gospel music. Yeah, because it's, it's not Christian rock. Christian rock is this other horrible thing. No, that's uh, Christian rock's too white. Yeah, but it's like that kind of song, and you, you, you're hearing this one sample that they, that he pulled, and it's like that's a. It's weirdly kind of cool. It's kind yeah. of a cool song on its own, and then he throws the fucking beat and the bass line over it, and it change it transforms it, and makes it just ten times better. He's 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 doing prog rock in like under he's yes. he's speed running prog prog rock. It, the same thing with with Kingdom Hearts key. Yeah, where you hear this fucking anime song, and it has a very distinct rhythm to it. It has a very mm -hmm. distinct uh, time signature. I'm forgetting what it is, but 
Uh, how's it going? You know, this big, heavy acoustic, acoustic guitar strumming, and you feel the rhythm of that. And then when he throws his his bass on top of it and his beat, changes the fucking time signature, changes the rhythm while not changing the sample at all. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant stuff. Beautiful, beautiful mind for music. Absolutely. Uh, one of the greatest fucking albums of the year. One of the best hip hop albums ever. It's truly unlike anything I else. I think it's arguably like if we did different genres, it would be like hip hop album of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, this is fucking nutty good. It's just nutty good. Yeah. All the praise it's getting it, it fucking deserves. 100%. Uh, so my number three, and this one came out of left field for several reasons. For one, because of the band that it is. And that is, this is, well, when did this come out? Let me double check this here. <laughs> this came out March 31st. This is Miracle Level by Deerhoof. Oh, fuck. I need to listen to this. I'm already like... It gets so much better, dude. Yeah. Fuck, it's already jumped between rhythms so willy-nilly. Yeah. So that song definitely keeps going and goes other places. Also, I put it, but like, shout out to Marty Stern, who, like, I wasn't expecting her and Deerhoof, because they're kind of similar, to put out albums this year and crazy flashback. Dude. Fucking, so I've talked about my relationship with Deerhoof in the past. The very love hate thing where mm-hmm. they put out this is like the, what is it? I think this is their nineteenth album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fuck. Yep. The first. This is the ninth. Their nineteenth album, and out of those nineteen albums, it's like a crapshoot how I'm gonna feel about <laughs> the next one because they put out some of my favorite albums of all time, mm-hmm. and then they put out other ones and like. All right, none of this is for me at all. And it's, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't consider it bad. It's just they do, they lean in so hard on every album to something completely different. Yeah. And the only thing that kind of makes you feel like it's them is, is the vocals from um, from both Greg and uh, Satomi mm-hmm. and then Greg's drums. You know, I take it back. Every member of this band is fucking crazy and unique. But, insanely talented. But they all do different things. The only thing that kind of reminds you it's the same thing is the vocals. Mm-hmm. But having said that like the past few years I've, I've heard their albums i'm like yeah it's cool and they one of them made my one of the year-end lists and then one of them was like an honorable mention this one is their best album in a long time this yeah. might be my third favorite Deerhoof album out of all of them that's impressive dude i heard the first time i heard it i was like this there's no way it's this fucking good what the fuck and before the album ended i was already texting my brother robert saying you got to hear the new Deerhoof album yeah and i kept listening to it and every time i listened to it it would go higher and higher on my list uh it knocked off other things like immediately. Yeah. And the, the, the interesting thing is, so you're kind of sold already by that opening track. The first two songs are the rough songs. If you get, Interesting. Pa- if you get past the first two songs, the rest of the album is unbelievable. I was already having a great time with that. 
it gets so much better. Yeah. Fucking uh, the poignant melody is, I mean, it's like two and a half minutes, but it's one of their best songs. I think it's one of the best songs of the year. It's absolutely fucking beautiful and moving. Um, then uh, everybody Marvel comes on. I mean, so beautifully written. I mean, it's heavy and melancholy, but it still has the a lot. Like I think that Deerhoof often does. It's like they'll tap into a mood. Like say for one song, they'll be way edgier and way darker. But in that same song, they'll still do this weird uplifting poppy transition thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, they, they're never content just sticking with one mood, even in one song. And everybody in Marvel is just like them doing that in a way that uh, hits harder for me than, than it has in a while for them. Um, the intro to jet black double shield is fucking fascinating. I can't even, I can't really compare it to anything because this, I want to say cinematic, but it's not cinematic in like an orchestral or bombastic thing. It just feels like it should be in a movie. It's just very unique thing. Um, it's like a, it's a mischievous sounding song. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like, I don't know. It's like a troublemaker of a song. It's very, <laughs> it's very kind of endearing and, and cute, but, but quirky, um, quirky, but not in a, like a jokey kind of way. It, it, it's hard to explain. Uh, the teletrack is fucking beautiful. It's somber. It has these warm keys all over it. Uh, with moments that sound like the doors, it, which is completely unexpected. Uh, I don't want to rant too much, but one, again, one of the best songs of the year by oh by far phase out all remaining non-miracles by 2028 this song in three minutes and 23 seconds does so so first off it starts out it sets it up like a really heavy fuzzy beef heart song mm-hmm. I, i'm talking like bat chain polar beef heart like later beef heart where it's this kind of uh sporadic disjointed rhythm but heavy and you feel like it's it still kind of kicks ass even though it's all herky-jerky and weird the way Beefheart is uh that's kind of how later Beefheart sounded a lot but this is like that but much heavier and then at 140 it introduces this section that is godlike it is a godlike section and it carries it until the end of the song and it fucking rolls it's perfect absolutely perfect um and yeah, from track three on, the pacing is is phenomenal. Like with a song like like Phase Out, All Remaining Non Miracles by Twenty Twenty Eight, um, that song ends so strong that I'm so conditioned by albums to be kind of let down by the intro of the next song. Like even if the next song is good, that the the ending of that song was so good, it's going to be hard to fucking you know top it e- or, to yeah. ease my way into it. The intro to Momentary Art of Soul comes in so perfectly and so strong that. It's like, yes, it not only does it follow it up, but it does it in a completely different way. It's it's not trying even a little bit to be the same kind of song. Uh, and then the closer is just really gentle, heartfelt ballad with somber piano with Greg singing. Uh, and it's, it's fucking fantastic. One of the best, uh, their best albums in, in years. And it's also the, the first album out of all their albums to be sung entirely in Japanese. Oh, shit. That's kind of surprising. It took this long to happen. Very surprising. I believe this is also their first the first time they produced it themselves, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I was mistaken. It's the first time they're not doing it without technical. So they, they did have technical guidance. It's the first time they actually had someone help them. Oh, shit. Uh, which is weird that they went 19 albums doing everything themselves. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, but it, it's incredible. Um, Deer Hoof is a, is a mixed bag. It's a it's a band that not everybody's gonna like, and they have such diversity uh, in between the al- albums that if you're a fan of one, you probably won't be a fan of another one. 
But as for me personally, this is up there. This is up there and one of the best albums of the year. It fucking ooh, this one's gonna be on rotation for a, a minute. I'm excited to to give it a listen. Hell yeah. Number two for you. Yes. And uh, it's going to be a little bit anticlimactic because we already talked about yep. Oxbow's uh, holiday. Love's holiday? Yeah. That's your number two. Well, hold on. So here was my thought process that I picked two for my, t- like, so I took up those spots. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> that like. Like I have eleven albums total, uh-huh. so like that's like my runner. That's like my runner up because I was like, okay, I already talked about two albums for my album of the year. So that was your third album of the year. <laughs> well, because we the, still have one more after the runner. I also didn't want to tell you what I was doing. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> whatever this, my runner up. The albums of the year took up one and two. Oh, you should have told me that before. Oh, fuck. No, it's fine. Through the power of editing, it's going to be fine. No, I know because I have to explain this because I have to I have to leave all, all this in. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Damn it. You, why did you tell me before? <laughs> I oh, didn't, didn't want to tell you. I picked a tie. <laughs> God, that ruins the whole flow of everything. <laughs> I don't think it does. I don't think it does. It does, because I have two more albums to talk about. <laughs> okay, so... Technic... Whatever. <laughs> My number two... Oh, uh, shit. Okay, I might as well cue it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did do an episode on this, unsurprisingly, and that is... Void by Ken Mode. You really, like, love this album. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you gone back and listened to any of their other stuff? Not yet. Okay. I didn't have time. I want I plan on listening to Noel and this one together. Okay. God damn it's fucking rules. This album, so I was dancing between this one and another one, and then Swans. I mean, his album of the year. Oh, this almost like this was almost this was up there. Gee, like, wow. I really fucking love this album because it's noise rock in a way that taps into the brutality, the heaviness, the mm-hmm. the thing that I crave with extreme metal. It's doing it with noise rock, which I have not fucking heard that much. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can pull off the top of my head is, is Chat Pile or something. Where it's, yeah. like, it's noise rock but with the intensity and brutality of extreme metal. Yeah. And that's just 
the thing I love about extreme metal is the intensity and the brutality. And the thing I love about noise rock is the writing. And this is, this is both. This is both of that. So every song fucking rules. Uh, and then if it was an album of songs like that opener, the strike, mm. then I would be fucking delighted. Yeah. But it goes more baby the, fucking these wires, these wires. The, the, the closer fucking, uh, uh, not today, old friend. It's like, no, no, we're going to bring in some genuine piano lines. Uh, some actual moodiness. We're going to tone things down. We're going to have some sung vocals, some yeah. spoken word vocals, very slinty in a way. Uh, and it's, it's intense and moving and emotional, but it's just a complete. And then it has stuff like I cannot, which just is just fucking devastating and heavy. That, uh, that one quote, I forget who said it, but they had the one quote where someone was like, um, the album before this was getting into a fight. This album is losing a fight. Yeah. And that this kind of like, it stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They have it on their band camp too from decibel magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And I st- fucking still haven't heard null, which is driving me crazy, but, uh, yeah, this one just fucking hit. It just hits so damn hard. It's ex- the same way that King Gizzard album is like, Oh, that's just totally out. Yeah. This is totally me. Like this, it's just, this it, checks all the boxes. Exactly. It just taps into the, like, Oh yeah. The, the fucking sludgy heaviness. Hell yes, the fucking noise rock, the the fucking post hardcore parts. Hell yes, the piano and the mm-hmm. beautiful, part. love it. And then and, and plus on the, on the closer, it also has some fucking string sections in there, and it's just ooh, it's just it's just wonderful. It's uh, fucking incredible. Again, so much good music. Probably should have been in my wonderful. <laughs> yeah, the, I knew from when I first heard this that this was. This was going to be up there. This was going to be real. Yeah, this is going to be tough to top. And it was it was dancing back and forth. Uh, it's my number two pick and my number one pick, which should come as no surprise, was indeed Scaring the Hose by JPEG and Danny Brown. That well-deserved. It was number one. Uh, that was album of the year for a while. Dang. It was, it was like... This is just it. This is yeah. just it. It's not going to, nothing's going to top this with like um, coming in hot with a completely unique style as well as crazy writing and crazy yeah. hooks. And I had to listen to it back to back with this. I'm like, which one do I feel more? And I was like, scaring the hose. And then last minute, the swans came in and fucking stole it. Yeah. But, but it was scaring the hose for, for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. What a good ass year for music. Good ass year. Holy shit. We've done it. We finished another fucking another one. Uh, and I'm tired and my throat hurts, but I feel accomplished. I always feel I always feel so good. I feel like I put so much time into these lists. Yeah. I don't know if anyone actually appreciates that. Probably not, but it doesn't matter because we do and it, it brings us fulfillment. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much for listening and watching and I hope you enjoy this long thing that we've done and, and you check out all these fucking albums they're all so goddamn good especially our albums of the year we like those the most but we love all of these albums quite a bit even our honorable mentions are fire this even the honorable mentions I'm like come on man like I wish I could f- fucking I misunderstood a text Mike sent I thought he wanted to do 20 and I was like let's fucking go let's do it and he's like no 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 that's not what I meant <laughs> not 20. they would have been here for two more hours <laughs> but yeah check out all these albums and uh yeah it's 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 been a nice year happy new year to everyone um if you're listening to this uh when it's dropping then it's uh just past Christmas and yeah it's been a good year I hope next year 
doesn't have to live up to this entirely. It's a high bar, but it, as long as he tries hard and comes <laughs> close, that would be nice. I, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough one. This was a lot. There's so many fucking good ups. But thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. Uh, please follow me on all social media at Panda Monkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Don't forget our history guy, Tom Osborne, who does all of our dirt digging for us and is, gets interviews for us and all the stuff. Uh, follow me on all, on all social media at Tom Osborne Sounds as well as uh, TomOsmondSounds.com for all his music stuff. Uh, check out the Substack too. There's a link to all that in the description. He does a lot of good stuff. He has interviews on there. And, uh, yeah. Also, don't check out. I mean, most of the albums we talked about, we've done full episodes on. So go back and check all those out for more thorough, in-depth conversations about these uh, albums. And the ones we haven't, we we got in the mud a little bit. Yeah, we talked. To, we definitely talked a lot more about the albums that we haven't talked about before. Yeah. Um, maybe the albums of the year, notwithstanding. But uh, yeah. Also. For the love of God, Patreon, baby. Patreon.com slash every album ever. That's where you go for a bunch of bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You get to join our Discord, be a part of our community, and suggest albums for our EA singles episode. Uh, new year, which means new albums. So go there and suggest all those. And if you're tier two, then you can suggest a full discography for us to cover on our bigger, longer, numbered episodes, as well as suggest any album from any discography for us to cover on Patreon bonus episodes. So please do that. Thank you. Check out my EP. There's a link to that in the description. It's cool. Do that. Uh, and I think that is it. That is it. Now, I'm going to throw out a suggestion. I hope we're on the same page here. Because... We have we have a lot of overlapping picks. Mm -hmm. For me, for, I feel like we should do don't want to do anything. Yes, from Dale Hall. Yes, hell yes, yes. <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> it just feels right after a long podcast like this. I don't want to do anything. I don't. So thank you so much for listening and watching. Happy New Year and see ya. Got a lot to do, but I don't do anything. Don't wanna do a single freaking thing, no matter how easy it may be. And now and then it's fun to pretend that the jet set scene is what I'm into. But sometimes living high on the hog is enough to make me question the thought of Do I want to be here now? It's a simple question, can't figure it out So if I should die before I wake at least I won't have to do anything Never been above working hard But there'll be days where I can't find that spark A young man idles while an old man grieves And I'll 
just sit here and not do anything for now. Well, howdy, folks. Dale Hollow, your favorite country music superstar, trademark pending, speaking. Have you found yourself in a go, 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 go world, shopping until you can't drop in this super Walmart we call life? Well, that's bound to squeeze the juice right out of any lemon. And let yours truly tell you, there won't be nearly enough pulp to make lemonade. But, with the food metaphor out of the way, remember this. The great Gary LaVox once said, life is a highway. And if you want to do it anyway, then do it yours truly's way by not doing a gosh darn single dang freaking thing. That's right, y'all, I'm saying not doing anything. You'll feel your anxiety slip right away, straight on down the gutter, and spat out into the figurative Cumberland River of all that is gross and icky. Now, doesn't that sound just nasty? We'll skip the sick and stick with yours truly and do nothing. I've never been above working hard and there'll be days when I can't find that spark a young man hides while in old man grieves and I'll just sit here and not do anything for now Oh, oh, oh.